0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, I want to do a couple things here while we hook up with uh, Gary D'Amato. it's interesting to me that there was even a slight consideration of actually going to play the Ryder Cup this year for a number of reasons, most of them obvious, but one of the ones is the no fans thing, and there was actually some serious discussion about going ahead and playing it without any fans. Um, If you've watched any Ryder Cups at all, especially in the last uh, 15 years, you know that this competition is driven, driven by the fans. They can sometimes uh, uh, lean toward unruly, you know, nice kind of way. Um, you know, you think back to 1999 when the, when the U.S. came back um, from a, a large deficit. Um, Justin Leonard made a uh, long putt that uh, changed – the face of a match, and that changed the face of, of the Ryder Cup. Um, it's the same on this side of the ocean and that side. Um, the, <laughs> U.S. guys, it took a little while for the, this younger group of guys to get used to that because, you know, under normal circumstances, there are fans at regular tour events, majors, but the, the, the fan participation in this event is um, unlike anything else. Uh, they are loud. They are boisterous. They are um, out of control sometimes. They, they do say and yell the darndest things sometimes. As I try to be humorous about that, they can be downright nasty. But that's what has fueled this thing to become, you know, a, a, a must see event if you're if you a golfer. Um, and the guy who who uh, is sitting up in Wisconsin uh, waiting for the Ryder Cup, but ho- hopefully he's not waiting too long. Uh, because it's not going to happen this year, is my friend Gary D'Amato from Wisconsin Golf. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Good morning, Mike. How are you? We are fine down here in the um, great Midwest. I guess that's where we are. Um, So what's it like in Wisconsin and what has it been like this summer um, once the word came out that the Ryder Cup was not going to be played this year?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there was, of course, initial disappointment, but not unexpected considering all the dominoes that fell, you know, from COVID and the pandemic. As we saw things being canceled left and right and postponed, I think even, you know, long before they announced the Ryder Cup was going to be postponed until next year, I think uh, everyone expected it to happen. So disappointment, but um, it wasn't like a shock to the system or anything like that. I think everyone knew what was coming.
0: So. When did the the postponement um, announcement come out?
1: Uh, I think it was in – I'm trying to remember now. Um, Me too. I think it was in June.
0: That's what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. So by that point, how much infrastructure work had been done?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. They kept pushing off the start of infrastructure work, Um as they were waiting to find out, you know, what was going to happen. And so um, I I think it was supposed to start in May originally, and then it was, you know, they pushed it off into June, and actually it it had not started when the announcement was made. That probably was a good thing because, you know, the infrastructure, I I don't think people realize just how much goes into building um, that that build-out for a Ryder Cup or a U.S. Open or a PGA Championship. You know, they have to basically build a temporary city with – corporate stuff and and wiring and cabling and getting all the heating and air conditioning and all the tents. And it's a massive undertaking. And so it had not started um, when, when the announcement was made. And, and that's, that's sort of how we knew it was coming because, you know, they kept pushing off the infrastructure build out and then it got to the point of no return where it was actually too late to to start. And so at that point we knew it was going to be
0: postponed. I wonder if, and I don't know this, obviously, that's why I'm asking, I wonder if it would have been a better thing for next year's Ryder Cup if if there had been some of that work started, or will it be better just to start it fresh next year?
1: Yeah, well, actually, what, what they had done was, you know, if, if people are familiar a little bit with Whistling Straits from seeing it on TV, uh, you know, for the PGA Championships that have been held there, you know that it's um, it's pretty dramatic piece of ground. I mean, it wasn't always that way. It was flat as a pancake until Pete Guy got a hold of it. But there's there's all these mounds and moguls and, um, and and sand dunes, and a lot of those had been sort of stripped away, and gravel beds had been uh, installed, oh. and yeah, and and then they just build the tents right over these gravel beds, the the chalet stuff. So that's still there. What they did was they just put the mounds back on top of the gravel beds, and now all they have to do next year, hopefully, if we have a Ryder Cup next year, is just go back in and strip those mounds away again, you know, with, with bulldozers, and the gravel beds will be there. So they do have some; they do have a start on it. It's just um, it still will be a lot of work, obviously, to put in a, a tent city, but but they do have a start in the form of gravel beds under where all the uh, structures will be. <laughs>
0: Gary D'Amato from uh, Wisconsin Golf is joining me this morning on the fan. Um, Did I understand um, our communication correctly that um, um, you were out there at Whistling Straits yesterday?
1: Uh, I was out there a few days ago.
0: We went into, you know, I work for a, uh,
1: I write for a website called wisconsin.golf. And, um, we wanted to do a story on, you know, hey, this would have been Ryder Cup week. What's it like up at Whistling Straits? So I went up there, I think it was on Tuesday and played, played 18 holes. Um, just got paired up with three, with three people. And, um, it was a glorious day. The sun was out. It was temperature hit the seventies. And it's, it's actually been like that all week at Whistling Straits. Uh, it's been perfect weather. So the Ryder Cup, it would have been an ideal week for the Ryder Cup. And as you guys know, you know, at this time late in September in Wisconsin, we can get almost anything short of snow. So, you know, uh, I keep thinking we got this great weather week this year and next year we're <laughs> probably going to have 55 in rain because that's just the way it works, you know. <laughs> but, uh, so, hopefully they can, we can come back next year at this time of year and, and have great weather again.
0: Well, and, and isn't it funny, not, not ha funny, but ironic that, you know, we, we can't even talk in a concrete way about the Ryder cup being played next year, you know? Yeah. There's no guarantees.
1: No, there certainly aren't. Um, The way this pandemic is going, I mean, we keep seeing surges and, and um, it's just, it's not going to go away. Let's put it that way. Um, And we have to see how we, you know, how we get a handle on it. How many people are, you know, become um, immune the herd immunity thing. And, I mean, there's so many unanswered questions and you're right. We don't, there is no guarantee it will be held next year and it has to be held with fans. I think that's, I think everyone agrees that the Ryder Cup, you know, has become a, uh, in large part, um, about the fans and about the fan experience. So if we can't have fans at a Ryder Cup, there's no, you know, real, almost no sense in holding it. And, um, you know, the PG of America has said if, if it's not, um, held next year, then Whistling Straits just will lose its place in the rotation, and uh, and probably you know who knows if it would ever come back. But yeah, there's a long way to go, and we'll have to wait and see what happens with the whole pandemic.
0: Boy, that would be a kick in the pocketbook for uh, Whistling Straits and and the surrounding area, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, we're talking. Uh, you know, the the estimate is $135 million economic impact to the to the area and the state. That's an enormous economic impact for a, you know, one-week event, obviously. And, um, you know, Kohler, Kohler does fine. I mean, they make a lot of money. They have, you know, four courses and lots of retail golf, and, you know, people pay $500 to play Whistling straight. So it's not like they'd be paupers, but it, it would certainly be an infusion of cash, not only for Kohler Company, but for the entire Sheboygan area and, and the state of Wisconsin.
0: So how was the course?
1: Course is magnificent. You know, um it w- certainly wasn't in the kind of condition you would find it in for a Ryder Cup. In other words, you know, the, the fairways for a Ryder Cup would have been firmer and faster, the greens would have been firmer and faster. The rough almost certainly would have been longer. But um but that course is it's just an amazing place. Um it's it was so much fun to play and uh, I played with a couple of, a guy who worked at Muirfield Village actually, um in food and beverage at Muirfield Village and Couple wow. good players, and uh, yeah, it was. Um, we, had, we had a great time. It's a, it's a wonderful golf course.
0: Well, Gary, I appreciate you getting up um, early in the morning to um, come on with me. Always enjoy our chats. Um, we'll, we'll stay in touch and, and um, get some updates from you as we go along. Sure, anytime. Glad,
1: glad to come on.
0: All right, that's uh, Gary Damato from uh, Wisconsin.golf.